We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Runners Dean here. It's Dean 704. If you want to get all tech, well, I mean, it's actually 505 on the East Coast, 205 on the West Coast, 405 Tennessee time. So, of course, of course, then it's time for the flagship show here at Runner Grinders. It's called Grinders Lab. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. Joining me today, it's Canada's finest man. What? <laughs> I was doing a Dino Bravo thing. I don't remember Dino Bravo, but the Canada's strongest man. It's Pepsi 7. What's going on, Pepsi? Yeah, finally got on the air. No thanks to you, Dean, but. Uh... To be here as usual. We got uh, we got a big holiday weekend coming up. You guys have your Fourth of July. We got the uh, Canada Day weekend coming up here, so it's uh, nice weather. We got some uh, holiday weekends coming up. We got some baseball. What more could we ask for here? What do you do on uh, a Canada? What, what, I'm sorry. What's the holiday called again? Canada Day. It's a tough one to figure out. And really, Dean, <laughs> why can you never remember to turn your phone off? I do like all the time, but like yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's just too easy, man. That's what. It, who is that? Big T, maybe. I mean, it's too easy, buddy. It's, it's not Big T. Big T's out to, on the golf course, like count his millions or something like that. I'm always. It's definitely not him. He wants to brag about how amazing DJ LeMahieu is, the human T. So all of a sudden, he's turned to the greatest power hitter of all time. But uh, 
that's not Big T. It's actually Grant, who's a big jerk. He was on the previous show. He likes to he makes he likes to make me look bad. Apparently, and uh, I'm helping him out because I'm, you know we got distracted pre-show and like part of my ritual is throwing off my phone. But uh, you know, in the office today, I, I guess you know, dropped the sevens. I'm a little bit flustered. D train. Uh, we had a uh, we lost power temporarily, and somehow that shut, that's why we're five minutes late. For people are concerned out there, and of course it's not a full slate, so. It's, uh, we can punt these first seven minutes, I suppose. We'll make it work as far as the 53 minutes. Um, but, yeah, just out of, what do you do? Is it the same deal? Is it like a hot dogs, hamburgers, the whole, the whole deal, the fireworks? You guys in the death there in Canada? Yeah, I'm just going to spend my family, some friends in my pool most of the weekends. It's going to be good. On, the, on the, the night before, the day of, we do the fireworks thing. It's probably very similar to the 4th of July here. Uh, bankrupt millionaire is saying, how original of Canadians to come up with Canada Day? Well, it's celebrating your country's birthday, so Canada Day just seems to be right. I mean, does it have to be? something special i mean the fourth of july i mean should, yeah didn't the fourth of july have like usa or america or something in there well and also your national anthems oh canada like that's real again totally original <laughs> i mean i'm okay with it i guess maybe it's a little <laughs> boring but it just kind of makes sense maybe we're maybe we're a little too logical here <laughs> gosh this is a terrible conversation <laughs> <laughs> Betsy, you're outnumbered, man. You're gonna lose this argument. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying. I'm not throwing any shots. I'm just saying they both seem like logical names, so we just made it simple, and away we went. Right? It didn't have to be anything too crazy. So uh, I get it. Oh, Canada's boring. Canada Day is kind of boring, but it's easy to remember, except for, of course, you had no idea. Well, no. I, well, I was distracted by Grant. I was trying to fix my phone and uh, work on the fly. We're, you know, we're trying to make things go uh, happen. And uh, yeah, I should have recalled that. I, I'm a good, good listener normally, but. Uh, as you know, surely I won't repeat like one of the players you mentioned. I won't say, yeah, well, don't forget about X and Y and Z. Oh, you mentioned yeah. all three of those guys. Good luck, on. Good luck with that. Speaking of fireworks, though, is that something you care to watch and do, or are you just, uh, it's all the same, I'm done with that? So firework technology has not improved in the last like 45 years. That's it's true. the same dumb fireworks. I mean, it's great, and you bust out, you know, the classics. Like now they've worked in like some Katy Perry sometimes, the so first fireworks song, uh, you know, Coming to America is a classic, you know, some Neil Diamond, you got to work in there. But it's the same show. The technology, I mean, I don't know, you know, there's other things to work on, obviously. Uh, but it's the same show you watched in 1980. It's not if, changed. If you get out of Canada or the U.S., you can see some impressive fireworks shows. I've been to Southeast Asia, as you know, a few times, and their fireworks are insane. It feels like I'm in a war zone over there. So it isn't like that in other countries, but I hear it. The same here. It's, it's pretty boring, and uh, they pretty much banned every fun firework that's out there. <laughs> yeah, all the stuff that's blowing up in people's arms. <laughs> bring, bring back the ones that are killing people, man. That's the entertainment. That's a terrible idea. Um, and alcohol, it's a bad combination. Yeah, but, there's a right. reason why they're all banned. I'm not saying bring them back. I'm just saying that uh, it's night and day in some other countries for sure, but obviously it's a lot safer to be here. Um, all right, so let's, let's talk about tonight. So, so yesterday we had the team totals like seven and a half. We had the, the Fathers versus Baltimore. We're looking at, you know, kind of jump off the page as far as the total. Uh, this slate tonight, Pepsi, it's a nine-gamer. you got to help me out in this one because I don't love anything. I like some stuff. I love nothing. Uh, is that kind of where you're at, too? Yeah, it's not the best slate. I mean, there's a few arms I like. There's a few bats and a, and a stack or two I like. But n- nothing really jumps out in any in, in any way whatsoever, including the arms and bats. So I kind of agree with you there. But uh we're going to play. We're going to have some fun. We're going to break it down. We're going to do our best here. It's just, it's surprising with a nine game slate. That there's not much to like here. There really isn't, uh, you know, as far as team totals, we got Philadelphia as close to six. Um, you know, the, the Mets know our set up team total around five or so. Uh, it's no longer a weather game in Chicago, which of course, you know, it's going to work the other direction. Now all of a sudden the total is still nine and a half, but you know, the last couple of days, it's been like 12 or so in Wrigley. Uh, we got, you know, Houston's well-positioned with a team total around six, but not at six just yet against, you know, a career minor leaguer. Uh, it's it's really not a, not a lot to love. But I guess the sneaky game is kind of the Angels and the, and the Reds are both totals. Uh, well, the Reds have, have a total of a four and a half, and, you know, the Angels around five or so. Um, we'll dig in. We'll talk about it. We're going to break it down. Before we do that, guys, I do want to mention, uh, we mentioned if you are playing, uh, you know, Daily Fantasy around the industry, there are certain contests. Going to go ahead and drop a link there in chat to D-Train, our fabulous multitask producer. Going to drop the link to the people out there uh, if you want to learn more about it, if you rock the Roto-Grinders badge, the Roto-Grinders avatar. Uh, if you finish in the top 10 of certain contests, you can win yourself one free month of RG Premium. This is a few people that have recently signed up, I guess, as a, you know, uh, yesterday, somewhere between the end of yesterday's show and the beginning of today's show because 
We ran off a bunch of names yesterday. We got Fly Eagles 12. We got Mandy taking over. And uh, look behind you. There you go, Pepsi. So uh, don't do that. You're, you're typing and you're not really paying attention. But uh, welcome them. What's going on in the chat right now? Why, why, do, I, uh, why do I not have your attention? Multitask. Bankrupt millionaire who made the, uh, the unoriginal Canada Day comment and I are hugging it out. We're working it out here now. Apologizing <laughs> for being a big meanie face here. And uh, I'm curious, actually, Hammer mentioned that he was in Southeast Asia, just got home. And I'm curious as to where he went there because uh, I love it over there. Yeah, I know you spent a lot of time uh, in that part of the world. Uh, do want to mention also, uh, Cheese is good. Dave Pox, you've heard of him, Million Dollar Amazings. Uh, give him a shout out. Dude, uh, he banked 100K last night uh, with, with the Padres stack and some one-offs. Had himself a good time. Uh, I mean, hardest work is one of the hardest working men in the business, for real. Like the guy, he did the premium podcast in the morning. I think he did the night before. He was on crunch time at night. He writes the musings, which literally would take me uh, all day. If, I don't know how he does it. He's a machine. It looks, if you read it, the words are insane. Obviously, the content's great too. And it probably takes him six, seven, eight, nine hours. I have no idea how long it takes, but. Dude was uh, at yesterday's slate basically all day long working for himself and working with the people out there for RG. And, you know, they always say this, Pepsi, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Like, again, when people don't say that, that means that guy's not nice. But I will say, because they always say it about certain guys. It couldn't happen. Cheese is a good dude, and I just want to congratulate him. I believe Kirk Geese also won himself a seat last night, too. So congratulations to him. I'm not going to say it couldn't happen to a nicer guy for him. So draw your own conclusions. I'm just, I'm just having fun. I don't know. right. <laughs> He's right. I don't mind him. I think he's won a couple of tournaments along the way here, so we should probably listen to what he's saying. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I'm just, I'm just screwing around. But, uh, all right, let's dive. Let's break down the slate tonight, Pepsi. Again, nine gamer, nothing too sexy, nothing really jumping off the page as far as uh, even the pitchers. Like, the pitchers are fine uh, at the top. You know, they want Mike Miner is the most expensive dude in the board against Detroit. Of course, you want to pick him Detroit to some extent, but I don't know if we want to pay for Miner, especially when we have – you know, Patrick Corbin lurking, and then the other side of that minor game is, is Boyd uh, against a Texas team. You know, they're much more vulnerable against lefties. They strike out a fair bit, too, and the power is also subdued. I know you were talking about this with me pre-show uh, as far as being a, an extreme hitters umpire in that game for what it's worth, but uh, K's are king. Boyd's got the biggest K total prop on the board. Uh, is that something we're attacking? Yeah, I mean, it really is up to, to Patrick Corbin and, and Matt Boyd here. I mean, I think Corbin is probably his safest option. Um, you know, this Miami team is absolutely awful. Second worst team versus lefties in all of baseball. They don't strike out a ton, as you can see here. If you head to the, uh, the, um, the plate IQ, you can see that this Miami lineup is only striking out 16.7% of the time versus, uh, versus Southpaws here. But it seems like an easy matchup for Corbin to just kind of cruise through and have a pretty easy game, quality start. I still think he can get close to a cape running, if not a cape running, but I won't expect that. Whereas Boyd is the guy you expect to get easily a cape running, if not more. Again, using the plate IQ, you see that Texas, you know, throwing up four lefties over 27% versus Southpaws in terms of striking out. And uh, that's a real good number for Boyd here. I, I think that obviously Corbin's a little safer. Boyd has a better upside. So if you're playing cash, I start with Corbin. And if you're looking for GPPs, I give the edge to, uh, to Boyd here tonight. As, as you know, these are the top two guys really that's uh, worth talking about in terms of aces. Do you not like using the bigger sample? Like I stretched up the sample to 2018, 2019 as far as, as, far as uh, you know, the Marlin game. And now it's not this great, uh, you know, statistics as far as striking out. Wait, I'm sorry. Which, which game are you winning now? I'm on the Marlin side for some reason. You're talking about, uh, yeah, 20%. Okay, I, thought the, I knew that was different. You were saying 16% as far as sport, but it's 20% the last two seasons for what it's worth. Still not oh, yeah, a big so I'm, I'm just on this year at 16.7%. And now that we're into, you know, late June, I've changed it from the last two years to just this season. So it's a little more up to date. I prefer that. But that's what's cool about, you know, play IQ. You can do that. You can do multiple seasons. You can do this year. But, uh, yeah, that's why we're a little bit off there. Yeah, and I get it. I, I just I, – I generally yield to the bigger sample. As far as Corbin, uh, he was raised last time out, but the last month the case went down, the walks have been up. Uh, the price is still kind of up. And, of course, this is the great ballpark. And as far as run prevention, uh, really positive. And fire the plate IQ up. And, you know, just from an ISO perspective, this Marlins team is terrible outside of Puelo in a small sample size. But you can't really trust that. Uh, and Cooper has been their best hitter. Same deal with Boba. Like, you know, 309 collectively, 131 as far as the ISO. Uh, they don't really – they're not patient. They're 7.5% collectively as far as walking. I feel pretty good about Corbin. Again, strong last time out. Good context tonight against a bad Marlins team. Now, granted, they don't strike out a ton, but 16% this year, 20% to the last two seasons. But I think there's still enough Ks 
as far as the prop though, with five and a half on Corbin is pretty low as far as his K prop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like Matt Boyd's got a, a K prop of like seven and a half for what it's worth, but the juice looks like it's on the under because it's plus 135. But still, uh, Boyd against Texas, we talked about them. There are more Ks in that game. Of course, you know, Boyd has to deal with the DH uh, and the ballpark's not as appealing. But, uh, you know, it's a lineup that strikes out more. You know, Gallo's back, sure that he has some pop, but he strikes out 22. So you kind of want to see him in there. Uh, other dudes, uh, I kind of flew past Miner. Do you have a thought as far as Mike Miner? Yeah, I just want to say also about Corbin first that you mentioned he was much better in his last start. We, we saw an increase in both velocity and in strikeout, swinging strike rate, sorry, for uh, for Corbin. So that has me thinking that he's, he's, he's coming along a little bit here. And, uh, you know, if you're picking between the two, you know, it, it's really tough. I mean, again, Boyd's got the extreme hitters umpires. We got Corbin with a neutral umpire, and you got one team that strikes up more versus one team that, uh, you know, doesn't strike at all. So again, Corbin Cash, Boyd GPPs. Mike Miner's a guy that just misses the cut for me today. Detroit's still bad, but they're just not awful. They're awful versus righties. They're just bad versus uh, versus <laughs> lefties. They can get pretty right-handed here. I didn't really count how many right-handed bats were in that Detroit lineup, but they can pretty much put, put the majority of them there. I'm looking at them right now. Yeah, they're all right-handed. There you go. So that's not ideal for Miner. Miner's still been good. I think he's your, your best contrarian play. I think most people are going to pick between Corbin and Boyd in that top tier and then kind of fade down for some value, which we'll get to later. I don't think anybody's really playing Miner. So I think that's the – Nice uh, pivot you go to if you're looking to be a contrarian. I'm not playing enough lineups to get to minor. I feel like I'd have to play at least 10 to get there. I'm not doing that tonight. So he misses the cut for me, but uh, I'm not afraid of it really. I just I, th- I just don't think it's as much upside as if, if we were a righty, obviously. And again, like Boyd, he's got that extreme hitters umpire, so that doesn't, uh, that doesn't help me either. Yeah, I mean, he's basically an average strikeout pitcher, 22.2% the last two seasons. Uh, and as far as right-handers specifically, that's all he's facing. He's 21.7%, so <clears throat> not terribly appealing. There are some cases on a 25.1% collectively the last two years with, you know, with Dixon in there, strikes out a ton. Jones leading off strikes out a, a fair bit at 27%. You got Beckham at 34.9%, uh, you know, with the exception of Castellanos, Cabrera to some extent, and uh, I guess Goodrum, where there's a bunch of guys that the uh, case waiting to happen. And like you said, uh, Detroit better versus lefty. Still not good, but better. Uh, you know, it's a nice way of saying it, I suppose. And Miner is more expensive than, than Corbin, more expensive than Boyd. So it doesn't make sense logically, but, you know, variance, baseball, yada, 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 is certainly important in the tournaments. If you're mass multi-entering, then you got to deal with the biggest K percentage in the slate. That's Charlie Morton, but he's facing on, uh, you know, Minnesota. Like, who wants to pick on Minnesota? Uh, tons of power, not huge numbers as far as striking out. They'll walk as well, too. Uh, Morton's a guy who generally doesn't go beyond 100 pitches. He's like six innings or so. Uh, he's, he's, you know, long with a two bit older. They don't push him too hard. Uh, sure, in your tournaments, I suppose. Uh, but I, again, it's, it's just, it doesn't make a lot of sense. If you don't have to pick up Minnesota, don't pick up Minnesota as like a general rule, right? Yeah, I mean, they are missing Kepler. We see he's not in the lineup after taking a uh, pitch off the elbow there. And uh, uh, luckily enough, there's no damage there. So it's just a bruise, I guess, for him. But you're missing Kepler, which helps a little bit. Uh, I mean, for $100 more, I can get Boyd here on Fantasy Draft. So that's what I'm going to do. Again, I think I'd have to be at least 10 plus lineups to get a minor and a, and a Charlie Morton. And I think Morton would be fine. I certainly favor Morton over the Minnesota bats. I'm not targeting Minnesota by any means, but they've just been such a good team. No strikeout mods. They're patient, lots of power. That's a tough matchup for any pitcher. So Morton's got to work today. And, and I think, like I said, I think he's going to be fine. I think the quality starts there. I just don't like the upside and, and you don't have to go that road again. And for a hundred dollars more, I can get bored. That's just a much better matchup. Yeah, the K's are backloaded. The few K's that are in this lineup are basically backloaded with Cave and Castro and the mouthwash. Uh, Cruz will strike out too, but plenty of pop, obviously. You said there's no uh, Kepler, but, you know, Arreyes is leading off. And it's a small sample, but 3.4% as far as striking out first righties last two years. Again, super small sample, but still not a guy, uh, to my knowledge, that's projected to strike out a ton. Collectively, 18.4% for K's. That's not a big number. Um, and, you know, it's... It does, and all the ISOs just jumping off the page. There's, just, there's so much power there. Uh, sure, again, in tournaments, absolutely, he's got to be in the conversation. And I guess we can say the same thing for the other side as far as Odorizzi, who, you know, he's been lucky. If you look at his, you know, digging to his advanced numbers as far as Odorizzi this season, uh, 6.3% as far as home on the fly ball rate, a batting average on balls in play at 275, a left on base percentage of 80.4% Pepsi. All that adds up to an ERA of 258, but a Sierra of 407. Again, not a disaster Sierra, 
but still, he's been lucky. Got to understand that the K rate's pretty good at twenty-seven point two percent. How do you feel about Jake Odorizzi? I mean, I think he's fine. Um, the price point's okay too at eighteen point six. I don't mind it. Tampa Bay will strike out, which is nice. But I agree with you. I think he's kind of overachieved this year. Um, I think he's due for a little bit of aggression, and of course, Tampa Bay is also patient and has power as well. They're, they're very good offense versus right-handed pitching. So even though they're going to strike out, they'll also walk. They'll also make you work. So, again, not an ideal matchup. And for $1,000 more, I'm, I'm back to Matt Boyd here. So uh, that's probably the road I'm going to go. And, again, I'd have to be 10-plus laps in before I got to Odorizzi as well. And I certainly prefer both Morton and Minor over Odorizzi here. Actually, I don't know if I prefer Morton, I should say. That's a tough toss-up between Morton and, and Odorizzi. I think, I think Odorizzi's got the better matchup. But still, it's just not an option for me tonight. Like you said, plenty of Ks that line up outside of Meadows and Wendell. They all basically pop in on the red. Collectively, they strike it at 24.3%. If you guys are not using Quade IQ, you're doing things wrong. You should be aware. But so I'll go ahead and drop it in the, in the link. We mentioned it all the time, but I'm not sure if everybody knows what we're talking about or referencing. Let's go ahead and drop that in the link. Yeah, drop it in the chat in case people aren't aware. Living under the uh, proverbial rock. Um, working our way down, Pepsi. You know, Dallas Keuchel. That's not exciting, <laughs> not fun. Ground balls, no strikeouts. Uh, you know, Tanner Roark against against the Angels to me is a no-go. Darvish against Atlanta. Who wants to pick on Atlanta? Pavetta, I think, is kind of sort of somewhat interesting against the Mets to some degree. And then, you know, Gallon against Washington. We've seen Gallon. Uh, this is a guy that wasn't like a big prospect, but this year took a massive leap. You can make the argument he was literally the best pitcher in my like, baseball this year. Um, and he didn't look scared in his first start. What it's worth, you know, he looked legit. Uh, you don't really want to pick on Washington, but, you know, the price is down. The ballpark's nice. I don't mind uh, Gallon if you want to, want to kind of open things up as far as the sticks. And, you know, we talked pre-show, and the, the question you asked me, and it's a great question. It's like, okay, now we're spending down in pitcher. What sticks do you need? And we'll talk about it shortly. But, you know, there's not a lot of bats, bats you feel like you have to have. What are you doing with the mid-tier? Any of these guys pop for you? Yeah, not really. I mean, I've been playing around a little bit with, um, you know, doing like a Corbin and Boyd combination. doesn't leave me much room to play with. But again, we don't have to have a lot of bats. So I'll play around some more. I've only got about three lineups and they can each side here. So uh, not a lot of work to do after the show here with GPPs. Not playing cash today because, uh, again, not a great slate. Didn't love it. So didn't bother with the cash game. So, you know, I think Zach Gallon's the one guy that we're interested in. He's an excellent SP2, I think, tonight at 13-6. You mentioned earlier that uh, Washington is not the ideal matchup, but they'll strike out. They're over 25% versus righties. Uh, the ballpark's obviously good. Gallon's legit. Great numbers of the minors. High strikeouts, low walks. He was good in his first start. He's got good stuff. Uh, I don't think he's going to get beat up. Uh, I think it's tough for him to get the quality start. I don't know that for sure that's going to be there for him. And, of course, the wind's also up in the air, too. So, you know, so like Fando, maybe it makes it tough to make him a single pitcher just because, you know, he's going to be a little behind in guys like Boyd and, and Corbin, I think, in terms of a longer leash, striker potential, and, of course, the possibility for a win compared to Corbin there. But uh, overall, best bang for your buck, it, it very well might be Gallon. I love him as an SB2. I don't know that I'd use him on a single pitcher site as my number one, but in tournaments, I think you can throw it up there if you want to get a bunch of bats. The thing is, again, I'm not love the bats, and I feel I can get there with Boyd and Corbin. So um, I think every one of my combinations is going to be either A, Corbin, or B, Boyd with an SB2, they're likely end up being Gallon on each of them, just because I don't really love anybody else value-wise from the mid-tier, and I'm not playing enough lineups, and I need a lot of mixture here. But I will say this. If I get off a guy, it will be going to uh, Nick Pavetta. I'm the Pavetta guy. You know, I know his struggles. We know the power that he gives up is there. But let's hope that, you know, kind of like a Justin Verlander gives up solo home runs <laughs> when he strikes at his seven or eight batters today. So I don't mind that to uh, have a pivot off a Gallon. Um but uh, other than maybe Pavetta and, and Gallon, I don't think I'm going that mid-tier. I mean, you know, you could always make a case for Darvish, and he's been better with his control. But, man, I don't want to yeah. pick up the That's a patient team and not a lot of strikeouts there anyway. The only time I want to roster Darvish is ideal in a situation where we have an impatient team that uh, strikes out a lot, and that's certainly not Atlanta here. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a pass for me, and I, I think I'll save the 100 bucks and go down to Pavetta, who I think is a little safer uh, versus the Mets here. Yeah, like you said, Darvish said the walks are better for what it's worth. But like you said, uh, collectively, Atlanta walks, what, 9.7% the last two seasons. Freeman is super patient. Donaldson as well. Arcakis will take a walk. Uh, even McCann will, will take a walk. And then, you know, that lineup. So uh, somewhat concerning. He's a guy that can you know, tend to not be efficient and, like, run up 100, you know, 100 pitches in five innings. Uh, and he could, be, he could be fine, but I don't know how necessary it is. Uh, I, I would throw Wainwright into the conversation of the gallon Pavetta conversation, but he's probably third for me, like, like he is for you. But I wouldn't discourage necessarily. A, a lot of righties there broke losing their DH. 
Wainwright's better versus righties as opposed to lefties, and uh, you know, a little bit higher as far as the K percentage uh, outcome. Again, it's not the same dude as he was five years ago, but the price kind of reflects it. Uh, is that where you have it as well, too? You have Gallon and Pavetta ahead of Wainwright, I assume? Yeah, I do. I don't hate the idea of Wainwright. He's kind of been all over the map. And I mean, the strikeouts can be there. He's had some big strikeout games, but in general, he's no longer that strikeout pitch, as you mentioned. So I don't hate the matchup for him. Uh, I don't hate the ballpark. I don't hate the uh, price point even. So I think it's fine. I mean, I feel a lot more comfortable with Gallon, to be honest. And uh, I give Pavetta the edge as well. But, um, you know, if you're looking for a, a pivot off of Gallon, you're not big on Pavetta or you need the savings, that $1,000 in savings, then uh, I'm following, right? I wouldn't talk yet of it, but I think you've got to be doing five plus at least lineups before I get down to him as an SP2. You got anything else for me as far as these cheapies or it's just like we're stopping at essentially Gallon or maybe Wainwright, depending on where you're shopping. Uh, but yeah. better than, that, that's it, right? Yeah, I'm not going any lower. Again, it, it's definitely between Boyd and, and uh, Corbin at the top. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, as far as SP2s go, it's uh, it's Pavetta and Gallon for me. Yeah, I mean, I guess Valdez is a little bit interesting. Uh, his pitch counts is kind of all over the place. And, you know, the price kind of sort of reflects it. Big ground ball guy. Uh, Pittsburgh doesn't strike out a ton, obviously. But, you know, it's not a very imposing lineup necessarily. I think I think he's lined up with a W2. Um, I, I, Valdez is somebody I consider. I just don't know if he's... I mean, we've seen upside against, you know, against Toronto and Baltimore, obviously. You know, the K is pop for yeah. sure. Um, but this is a different lineup here for Pittsburgh, 20.7% as far as striking out. Uh, Gung did crack it. Gung has struck out a lot for what it's worth, but I was curious. He's a cheapie that, you know, if you want to save some salary, I guess he's worth a look. We'll talk about the sticks in a second. Uh, give me a summary. Sum- summarize the pitchers and we'll, pivot, we'll pivot the bats. Yeah, I kind of just did that, but I will, uh, I'll do it again. At the top tier, it's uh, Corbin and Boyd. I think Corbin's safe in cash. I think Boyd's a GBP guy. If I got to choose between two, I'm still going to go Boyd. I think just uh, even though he's got an extreme hit as umpire, I just think Boyd's got more upside there. Um, you know, minor is your pivot off of those two if you're trying to get off them and uh, be a little contrarian. Uh, and again, as far as SP2s goes, it's Zach Gallon for me easily is the number one option in terms of value. I go up to Pavetta. I don't mind him as well. And if you don't care for either of those, I guess I don't mind a little bit of Wainwright, but I won't be going with Wainwright tonight. All right, Pats, give me a, a stick or two that you're going to be building your lineups around as far as core plays. Again, I don't think I love anybody. There's some fine plays, but if you, is there anybody you feel like you have to have? Or I guess they're who are your favorite plays uh, yeah. amongst the guys we can pick from? I don't know that there's a have to play, but Reese Hawks, Hoskins is a guy that I really want to get into all my lineups. I think if I'm playing three lineups, he's going to be in all of them. You know, this lacking upside at first base. I know he's outfield eligible as well on some sites, but, you know, I mean, it's just there's not a ton of depth at first base today. So, you know, you got a guy, Jason Vargas, who allows a lot of fly balls, a lot of hard contact to righties. It's a great ballpark. Um, doesn't strike out anybody. You know, this is a great matchup for Hoskins and his power versus lefties. So I absolutely love him today. I think a, a guy like Scott Kingery as well is an interesting play that uh, might not be as popular as a guy like Hoskins as a pivot. But uh, Hoskins is the one guy I feel like I, I love the most. I think the Phillies might end up being the uh, chalkiest stack of the night. And, and for good reason. I mean, Vargas continues to get it done. But this is a guy that I continue to pick on. And, you know, when you're not uh, in, in love with a lot of spots today, it's easy to pick on a, a Jason Vargas in this ballpark. And I'm certainly going to be doing that. Are reporters rooting for Vargas get blown up today just so they can line up and ask some questions and see? I don't, did Jack notice he blew up last time or so a reporter a few days ago? Did you catch that by chance? No, I didn't see the blow up of the reporter, no. Yeah, him and Mickey Calloway, it's a whole it's a whole deal. But uh, uh, it's, just, it's just a little subset as far as uh, as far as far today's game. We'll see how that, how that goes after a start. But I agree. It's, it's I mean, I think it's Philadelphia and Houston. By the way, Philadelphia and Houston, if you were talking about like cut and splice, like Philadelphia and Houston and Rowan yesterday's slate, we wouldn't be talking about them so much. But, you know, it's all about what the slate dictates. And today's slate, it's like, you know, I guess by default, it's Philadelphia and Houston. There's nothing. Well, maybe we just got spoiled like, uh, by all these seven totals from the Yankees. You know, uh, I think they put up like, what a, what a weird game last night for them, by the way. They put up like two or three homers in the first inning and it just went quiet. But that's how DFS goes sometimes. Um, we'll talk about your favorite stacks later on the show, but I think the chalky ones, uh, which you can see that it's uh, Philadelphia and Houston as of right now. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, with Altuve being so cheap industry-wide and that Astro line starting to look so good, you know, a lot better, I, I think that they're going to be popular versus a rookie pitcher. But if all things, you know, carry over, and this is mostly from Cheese's article, and again, Cheese is absolutely the best of all time. Um, reading his article, we learn more about uh, Dario Agrasol being a ground ball pitcher, pretty good control. Not a guy that you have to attack. So if all things correlate and move over from AAA, not AA, which is good, um, it's not a stock that we necessarily have to have today. But again, 
this is still a rookie pitcher facing, you know, one of, if not the best offense in baseball when healthy. Yeah, not a lot of K's there. I was looking for him in the prospect list for uh, uh, for Pittsburgh. I didn't see him, which is kind of unless I, I did a one over, unless I missed him. I don't think he's a prospect. He's been the minors like seven years or so, something like that. Been there since he's really young. I think he's still just 24. He's no longer 19, obviously, but uh, he does not seem like a prize prospect. And I was, Pittsburgh was even talking about basically like but they, they didn't have a lot of options. So just, let's just throw this guy up there. I'm going to get beat up, I suppose. Uh, catcher, Pepsi, what are you doing with catcher tonight? I think it's Ramuto. I love JT Ramuto. I know he hasn't had the season that we thought he would, but uh, bat in the middle of that order. I like the Phillies the best tonight, as I mentioned earlier, you know, against Vargas here. Reasonable price tag at 4000 on DK, the only place we have to play a catcher. Um, obviously, a good price in fantasy draft. And, and FanDuel as well, utility. If you want to use him as an infielder in fantasy draft, utility in, on, on FanDuel, I think this is a night that you can do that. I'm definitely going to be doing that. So Ramuto is my guy. Um, I think he can certainly go to ground all, who's leading off again here. We like him better as a left-handed batter, which he'll start off with, and then, of course, get to LeBlanc. But uh, that's no reason to avoid him. So if you end up with Zach Gallon as just B2 or Wainwright, and you got the room to spend up a catcher, I don't mind going to Grandal over Ramuto because I don't think he's been very popular. Outside of that, man, we're just looking to save money, and that puts me on a guy like John Hicks or a Tucker Barnhart, I think. But uh, one more guy, Dean, I wanted to mention, Yadier Molina, $3,500. They're on the road in Oakland. Oh, no, sorry, they're home in St. Louis, I should say. I'm thinking they're on the road for some reason. But um, – you know, Magda's not a great pitcher. The bullpen isn't very good for Oakland. Molina, $3,500. Maybe that's, there's a reason to get up to Molina instead of completely punting the position today. Well, Big T in the chat. He's out there chirping. He's, I think he's mocking you. It's only a matter of time for Vargas to get crushed. LOL. Hasn't gotten blown up all year facing the chalk team of the night. Uh, by the way, it is only a The regression monster is coming for Vargas. The stats say so. Dude's got a 266 batting average on balls in play. That needs a correction. 74.4% as far as left on base. Uh, an ERA at 375 with a 527 Sierra and a home run the fly ball of 9.7%. Uh, That's all just super, super lucky. So uh, I, it sounds like T, I don't want to speak for him. It sounds like he said Vargas is going to you know, be a good play tonight. I'm on the Philadelphia side more so than the Vargas side. It sounds like you are as well. Yeah, absolutely. I just, again, it's, it's based on the fact that there's nothing to love. If we had three or four spots that I was in love with, I wouldn't feel the need to, to pick on Vargas. I don't feel like I have to. But again, he struggles versus righties. A lot of righty power in there. Good ballpark. I just think that there's lacking options here that we can certainly get to Philly. And again, yeah, they're, you know, they're my top stack just because there's two or three players that I really like to have and at positions that aren't that deep tonight. Man, I want to lock in a bet with Big T right now. He's in the chat. He's chirping. And Big T's loaded right now. He, 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 you know, he big, one of the good guys. Big T, one of the good guys. Uh, I think it was Friday night. He, he had a big night for him. Maybe he's had one since then as well, too. He's been crushing so much of late. But uh, I will tell you that DJ Mayhew will not have the same ISO and WOBA that he has right now this season. I'm, I'm happy, I will happily wager it's lower because he's been playing a little bit above his head. He's been hot. As you go ahead and the win there, Dean. Well, the big T's thinks he's the, the, the you know second coming of Mike Trout. If you listen to him, I'm the DJ. I'm a DJ LeMahieu guy in general. Like I usually, I love to play him with versus lefties. I don't expect power from him. Again, I talk about him having to get two or three hits to make it happen, but he usually does get there. So I like the guy a lot, but uh, I'm not sure the power is going to stay. But that ballpark helps him. Yeah, the ballpark, and I guess the lineup. I suppose the protection behind him. He's had like what 11, 12 home runs an hour or so, or something like that. But Yes, I, I will take the under on whatever his current Wobo or Rice is, as opposed to right now. Slide into the DMs, Big T. Uh, first base, I know you mentioned Reese Hoskins against uh, the greatest pitcher alive, Jason Vargas. <laughs> the man who shoots off the regression monster. Give me pivots away from Reese. Yeah, I mean, again, I think I'm doing three per site. So CPP lineups, that is. So I don't think I'm getting off Reese Hoskins anywhere. I think there's a couple of different ways you can go. We talked about the power that Pavetta is giving up in the home run ball. So Pete Alonso is interesting. We would prefer to attack him with lefties, but still, uh, Pete Alonso is an interesting pivot. Goldschmidt, again, is an interesting pivot as well versus Magnin, who I don't think is all that great. And for cash, if you're looking for a pivot for some reason off of Hoskins, which I don't recommend, I think Joey Votto is uh, certainly playable today. But uh, if I'm getting off of Hoskins, I want that double-dong upside as a pivot. And to me, it's Goldie and Alonso. All right, so it's interesting you mentioned Votto because this is something we want to talk about at some point. Uh, Berea's reverse splits are really dramatic as far as his career. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so I, I think I prefer, you know, the righty power guys against Berea. I understand that ballpark is better for lefty power as, as opposed to, you know, as opposed to righty power with the lowering defenses out there. But 
If you fire up the old plate IQ, you see the ISO versus Brady's at 196, the Wobo versus Brady's uh, at 369. Uh, on the flip side, 133 ISO versus lefties, 282 against, uh, against left-handers. And as far as the plate appearances, it's basically the same. It's not a massive sample size, but 299 as far as plate appearances versus 326. So, yeah, sure, you can play Votto, but uh, I'm more interested in the righty power guys on Cincy. We'll talk about those guys enough on Game as far as something like that. Uh, anybody else at first that's worth a head now? Do you want to talk about the old keystone position, second base? Yeah, I'll just I'll, I'll reiterate a little bit more. Again, I got like Suarez or Puig as a better play versus Berea. But again, you know, Votto is a guy that can walk and on base. He's an on-base machine. He's really cheap still. So if you don't have the money or salary to pay up for Hoskins for some reason, again, Votto is a solid cash game play. But I'm not recommending him in GPPs, again, because we want the upside, which would be the righties and the reds, which we'll get to eventually. And again, guys like Alonzo and Goldie. Now, now it's me that's distracted. You're a much better multitasker than I am. So now I think I'm making wagers in the chat. <laughs> he, he, he somehow sidestepped. He, 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 uh, he you know, broke a dope right away from the DJ. Uh, he backed down from that one pretty quickly. But he wants to bet. Uh, he wants me to take Philadelphia over versus Philadelphia under today. Yeah, I, well, five and a half, I guess, is what it is as far as the total. I, I don't know what it is. I would imagine that's what it is. And we'll, uh, we'll make it happen. Uh, you know. I, I still don't know what the number is, but so don't worry. We'll make it happen. I, mean, you know, I have his number, not the name drop or anything. I'm not sure if you do, but I, I, got, I got Big T's number. Do you? I don't actually know. We're not. Uh, he's a good dude. I think we've only done one show together. I really like the guy. He's entertaining, but uh, we're not uh, We're not homies just yet. But I'm sure we'll work it out soon here. As I, I'm going to cheer for him in this bet against you, by the way. Which should <laughs> easily have him hit me up and give me the number. But uh, I'm interested to see... Uh, you know, what are you guys betting here? Like, I mean, what's the bet? I mean, obviously over and under, but if you lose the bet, how's that going to work? I, I think uh, American dollars. I'm not sure about loonies and toonies if, the, if Big T takes that or not, but uh, I don't know if you can partake, but uh, I imagine we're going to be raising American dollars. I'm not sure how many, but it's, it's, it's more about the pride. If I lose too many American dollars, Pepsi, I can't keep buying the, you know, buying the dinners when you come visit me. Yeah, that would be disappointing. So maybe I should be cheering for you. I don't uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a free ride when it comes to Cheesecake Factory. Ah! I, mean, Big T, I will show your number. I will show your number, Big T. I have your number for the people. Stand down. Well, why didn't you hit mute to the, to after he called you the first time? What is because wrong my, with you? My mute button doesn't work. I'm lower. It, it lowers a different. It lowers like my alarm gig. It doesn't lower my call gig. Oh, boy. He was good. Gonna, he's good. He's calling you right now to lock in the uh, lock in the bet here. <laughs> oh, I should have. Oh, well, okay, you know what? I will, I will put him on speaker. You can I will put him on speakerphone. Call back. <laughs> All right, second base team. It's really between two people. And again, I'm only doing three GPP lineups on various sites here. So um, Robinson Cano is just too cheap. I don't have to pick on Pavetta, but again, he's giving up power. So Cano is just a professional hitter. He's too cheap industry-wide. So Cano is your cash game play. I'm fine at GPPs as well. And uh, Jose Altuve, still too cheap, Altuve. Where you go? This is rant now. Sure. <laughs> Everybody wants my money, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so if you got anybody outside of Cano or Altuve, I'm interested to hear about it. Actually, Ernan Perez, also buying the six hole for a nice value play as well. I'll throw him in there too. I wasn't sure he'd crack the lineup, but he did. And I do like Perez. But yes, the chat has you all rattled, and I think they're onto something. Uh Tommy Edmonds leading off for St. Louis, and he's like 2.3k on DK. I mean, it's, you know, there's an opportunity cost, I suppose. You know, Altuve is a nice price. We like Houston as a stack. Um, but, you know, just you get a leadoff hitter, for a price you basically never get uh, for, for guys that are available. So I throw him with a conversation. Cano, obviously, long in the tooth. Edmonds, he's not a great bat, but he just has some wheels for what it's worth. He gets to wipe the bag. Uh, hopefully, he sticks around for the entire game. But, again, it does lock up that position. And, you know, Cano is well, you know, he's well-priced. Uh, Altuve is well-priced. Uh, Lestella against Roark got a little lefties against Roark. Of course, Lestella has some uh, multi-position eligibility, uh, so, so you can throw him in a different spot, I suppose. But otherwise, yeah, I'm with you. It, it's it's pretty compact uh, as far as the options I'm looking at. Jeff McNeil is kind of like pulling a DJ LeMahieu without the power. That guy gets yeah. that guy gets like four hits a night. Also, he's been amazing, but he needs more than one event. But he's been getting those events. Like he's been getting multiple events every single night. He's just a legit hitter. He just doesn't hit for power, unfortunately. Um, Third base, hot corner, what do you have? I mean, where Scott Kingery is available, it's Scott Kingery for me. This guy is absolutely matched left-handed pitching this season. Doesn't get the credit he deserves. He was so bad last year that, you know, people thought that was probably a bust signing. Um, so Kingery hitting out of the uh, – well, hitting leadoff today here. That's just a great spot for him. He's priced up there pretty good. 
uh, for the most part, but I still think Henry's your top option in terms. You realize of he's facing now. Jason. Just look, so you understand, he's facing Jason Vargas. You understand that, right? You're saying all this. I heard that. Yeah, we. I mean, we could still score. Uh, we uh, the Phillies could still score <laughs> off that Mets bullpen too. If Vargas is solid, I mean, even if he gives up, you know, three or four runs. So I, I still like the over. I'm with you there, Dean. But uh, you know, we talked about uh, Henio Suarez earlier, or at least the Cincinnati Reds righties with Berea being, you know, so reverse splitsy. That Suarez, the ballpark's not the best ballpark, of course, here in LA, but. You know, I think the Suarez is your best Reds bat if you're looking for that one-off power. I certainly like him if you can't get to uh, to our boy Scott Kingery here. If you want some real nice value, uh, Gung Ho Jung is uh, – what is he over here? He's Jung Ho Gung? Yeah, okay. There you go. You got there. Did I miss it the first time? Yeah, you, I think you got to switch it around, but no worries. Jung Ho Gung. Jung Ho Gung, $2,800 in DK, 21 in FanDuel. Um, this guy is just really, really, really cheap, obviously, industry-wide. And um, – you know, he's got the home run upside. Uh, I don't know that you need to go down there for the savings, but if you really need the savings, he's the guy that can hit home run at least. I think you got to play Suarez in cash. You're playing cash. He's a C-cheek. We talked about the reverse splits with Maria. Uh, you know, Bregman, obviously, if you're stacking up Houston, of course, you can throw Bregman the shortstop spot. And also, of course, if you're playing fantasy draft, positions don't really matter. So you can have fun. You're just going to build your lineups with the players you want to play. I uh, do want to mention, you know, Seattle's got an opener righty that they have LeBlanc coming in at some point, but don't sleep in Moustakos. LeBlanc uh, career has given up more homers to lefties and opposed to righties. We split it, you know, break it down by, you know, uh, you know, based on nine innings. It's like 1.4 and change. So he gives up plenty of power versus lefties. So uh, Moustakis is certainly sneaking in tournaments. Talking about shortstop. I'm just seeing something from Grant in the chat here. He's sending a YouTube video on how to mute your phone, Dean. <laughs> I know how to do it. It's just a four-step process, and I'm on the oh, air. Oh, boy. I mean. Yeah, I was waiting for Big T to call. Really? So yeah. yeah. Clearly don't know how to do this properly because he gets you constantly. But anyway, that's funny. Uh, Gene Segura is the guy for me uh, batting the two-hole flip-flop with Kingery there. I just, again, I like the Phillies here. The positions aren't that deep. We're not in level offense. So Segura is the guy I like. Uh, Bregman, we can play at shortstop as well. You mentioned him a little bit third base there. And I'm looking for value. Nico Goodrum, I think, is a decent option. Middle of the Tigers lineup, pretty cheap. Got some pop. I don't mind a couple of Tiger bats versus minor. I still prefer minor. But if you really need the savings, I don't think Goodrum's a bad idea. But for me, it's easily Segura one, Bregman two, and then for value, it's Goodrum. Yeah, there's uh, not much else to like. I, I I feel like we've kind of neglected that regular game. I don't really know what to do with that game. You know, Baez is obviously there. We, talk, we didn't really talk about Chris Bryant so much. And, you know, Freeman. You know, there's definitely some big names there, but, you know, pretty solid pitchers historically. Is that We're just kind of hoping that game doesn't do anything. It's just, it's just fairly quiet. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, I'm good with that. Quiet is good. Yeah, but not too quiet. I don't want Darvish or Keiko like to crush. Keiko can't crush, can he? Is well, that... I think we're worried about the K upside from Keiko now. Uh, all right, let's talk about the outfield Pepsi. Again, uh, just nothing too – you're supposed to have like a, a whole play, bunch of plays. Just run them off. And say, these, these seven or eight outfielders are great. And there's some that are fine. I just don't see it. Talk, talk me to the guys here. Yeah, it's been a long time since we got to outfield and I wasn't uh, trying to save money elsewhere to pay up for a couple of these studs. And today we really don't have to. I talked about another Tigers bat that I like. And Nick, Nick Castellanos is one of those guys I really like if you're looking to uh, go with a bit of value industry ride. Ryan Braun still a little too cheap at some sites. I think he is a great play. Scott Kingery, again, if he's available in the outfield, which he is on FanDuel, he can do both in Fantasy Draft and in DraftKings too. So Kingery, obviously, probably the top play for me in the outfield where he's eligible. But Braun and Castellanos are too cheap. Michael Conforto, again, we've talked about picking on Pavetta with power and the lefties. Not, that is Conforto. So Conforto is a great one-off. Ella Suarez as well, we talked about. Um, Houston, the entire outfield obviously is in play if you want to pick on the kid. And uh, another value play that I will mention leading off, Jesse Waker, I think is a solid play as well. But I think that Conforto, Kingery, and Braun are my top three guys. And again, Castellanos is a little bit of a solid contrarian play, I think. Uh, Chris Davis is a little too cheap. Chris Davis on Oakland, 7.8K in fans draft, 3.9K in DK. I know we want lefties as opposed to righties versus Wayne Wright, but, uh, you know, just just, just banking on the power, banking on the upside. I don't mind that uh, for a tournament. You know, you talked about Springer. Certainly he's in play. You know, if the rookie goes out there and he's rattled, uh, like like me on this show, some might say. I don't know. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that, but some may say that. Uh, team total around six as far as youth to meeting off there. So, uh, you know, it's pretty good shot at those five ABs, even if they lose the ninth inning, which they probably will because they probably won this game. Uh, what about Showtime, Atani, against uh, Roark? Yeah, yeah, I don't mind that. I mean, Roark is a guy that obviously really splits you as well, and you want to pick on him with lefties. But 
he's not a guy that gets demolished by lefties. So I, I like Otani. Um, yeah, I mean, I ranked him in my uh, in my um, you know my CVRs here today, but uh, I didn't get him on my list as a top six guy for me. So I think he falls between like seven and ten to me today. But he's certainly a guy that uh, I would play, but I'm not really seeking him out like I'm the other three or four guys I mentioned. Uh, Albert Armora drew the start there for Chicago. He's a you know, two play, obviously, 3.1K leading off versus Dallas Keuchel. Necessarily want to pick on him, a lot of ground balls, and is not a very good hitter necessarily. But if you need the savings, I don't hate it. Uh, decent chance, and there's a possibility, of course, that like Almora turns into Schwarber or something like that later in the game if the situation calls for it. Uh, otherwise, and again, we talked about the righty power, uh, you know, against against Korea. I know, I know you mentioned, mentioned uh, Mr. Steelyard girl, flirter, Jesse Winker. But uh, Senzel and Puig are certainly in play as well, too. And, you know, I guess is it, it's just always implied that you can play Mike Trout. Like, yeah, you can always play Mike yeah. Trout. But has been so good versus righties, and, and, and Trout's so expensive. I don't think it's the best play today. But, yeah, you're going to get him. You might get him at, like, 5% or less because of that. See, that's what I think. And then I think, well, wait a second. I have the money for Trout really easily. So, like, this is a day where, like, I have the money for him, but it's not the best spot. But also, he's, like, the greatest hitter alive. So, it supersedes like whatever ropes, you know, Roark split targets, right? I agree. I want lefties against Roark, but it's also my, my trout. So maybe I just don't care if I have the money. I'm not going to force it, but if yeah. I have it, I'll play it. I'm okay with that. All right. Uh, you mentioned some of the work you're doing behind the scenes, Pepsi. Let's go ahead and show them a screenshot. Let's show the people what's going down as far as the, the expert survey. Uh, are you good with that? I'm absolutely fine with that. All right, let's, let's see if you want to change any of your answers. Of course, after the show, you'll go back and modify if something's kind of goofy, but uh, I believe you're going to stick with this. You kept talking about this earlier in the show. Your favorite cash game hitter on the slate happens to be one Reese Hoskins, who, again, he's facing Jason Vargas. You don't, you don't seem to care. <laughs> no, again, that's a fly ball pitcher. It doesn't strike people out. It's a good ballpark, um, and Hoskins very good versus lefties. So, and he's going to take a walk as well, which is nice and cash, but uh, – I think he takes Vargas deep tonight, and uh, he's the one guy that I don't want to live without in my lineups. Yeah, interesting. Somebody brought up uh, Yelich in the chat, and we, I, I talked about earlier about, you know, LeBlanc's tendency to give homers to lefties as opposed to righties, actually more so homers to lefties throughout his career. What about Yelich versus Trout? That's interesting. Um, I think wow, that's tough. That would be really tough. If I got there, I really don't know what I'd do offhand. I never really thought about it. I mean, they're both very scary fades. Normally, I don't love to play Yelich versus lefties, but he hits them just fine. You mentioned LeBlanc Summers versus lefties. Ooh, I think I'd still go Trout. I give Trout the edge, I think. I think Yelich is actually in my expert survey as the highest price batter that I won't have much exposure to. So I think I'm going to give the edge to Trout because, as you mentioned, Rourke's splits are, are great, but uh, this is my Trout. It doesn't really count versus my Trout. So slight edge to Trout. Not afraid to play Yelich in a Brewer stack, though. Go ahead and start loading up questions in chat if you guys are on the YouTube. Uh, if you guys are asking questions over there, D-Train's been compiling and uh, cutting and pasting, and he's going to throw them here in the Rotor Gunners chat soon enough. Uh, and if, D, uh, if Big T is lurking, I, I will field his call when we're done with this. Green cheer. I will, we can lock in a bet if that's something. Uh, we can make this interactive. Sure, why not? We should, we should always have callers. Why not? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know your number, Dean, so the fans can call in. Actually, I'll put it in the chat for them. Years ago, when I was uh, doing serious, like a couple of years back, I once got Baba Booty. It was awesome. It was like the, the moment of the highlight of my uh, my broadcasting career. Uh, you know, getting Baba Booty that, that was good times for sure. Uh, working our way down as far as good tournaments. Means he likes Yellow's performance. You said you like Henry. Henry's been uh, you know uh, on fire. Obviously, Freeman, uh, Stevie's play. Your favorite pitcher for cash game. It's actually across the board. Uh, Patrick Corbin, which yeah, he feels like the safest dude out there. Uh, Patrick, Patrick Corbin, you know, the K's aren't necessarily going to be there. They should be there, but he's probably not going to strike out 10 because the Sparrows team, while terrible, will make contact. And then, boy, Pepsi, you got, uh, as, as your tournament guy, uh, it sounds like you're trying to pair those two together. It's basically what you've been saying throughout the show, or you might step down, you know, to the Marlins youngster, basically. Yeah, I'd love to get Corbin aboard if I can, but I can't get the bats I like. I was playing with it a little bit, so I'm only doing three lineups. I'll probably end up in Zach Gallion as my SP2 or Nick Pavetta and have some more fun with the bats here. Yeah, and everybody likes Gallon. Uh, he's like the favorite chief pitcher across the board. You know, we talked about uh, you know Wainwright. We talked about Pavetta, but it seems like uh, amongst our, at least on the expert survey, the sample size, Gallon is the favorite amongst that grouping. Uh, your favorite salary saver? You like Nick Castellanos? You kind of talked about him earlier. Top contrarian play? Oh, you, you double down on Nick Castellanos. Tell me why you like uh, Nick Castellanos so much tonight. Yeah, I just think he's an interesting play. He's too cheap industry wide. He, you know, he hits lefties pretty well and. Uh, you know, I think he's a nice one-off that nobody's really looking at here that has a uh, big game potential. 
Uh, player you're most afraid of having little uh, exposure to? <clears throat> yeah, Yelich. I'd be afraid of that one too. Yeah, that answer is always like Yelich and Trout, isn't it? It's like that's yeah, his. pretty much. <laughs> Anything else that's kind of goofy here? You know, nobody really likes Charlie Morton, which is kind of interesting, I suppose. You know, if you want to be, he can get there in tournaments in theory, but who wants to pick on Minnesota? But Minnesota certainly been shut down before. It's happened. They'll get shut down again. And you notice you said earlier how you know Kepler's out, he's dinged. So their their lineup is uh, you know it's weakened to some degree. Uh, before we get off the screens here, fire off uh, three homers, Pepsi. You know, three guys that are betting one out, three guys that are going dark. Uh, your favorite stacks. Give me a contrarian one, too. Give me one off the board. And if you happen to have a jack in the bag, feel free to share that as well. All right. So uh, top tier, Rod Reese Hoskins for home runs. Uh, mid-tier, Ryan Braun. Higher end on the mid-tier here on, on, on DraftKings. Um, but overall, mid-tier industry-wide. And value-wise, Nick Castellanos. Again, I think he's got a great chance to go. Hit one out. Uh, Philadelphia Phillies are my top stack, despite uh, stack. That's what I'm trying to say. Top stack, despite what uh, what Big T has to say there. <laughs> uh, I like Milwaukee and Houston second, but again, I'm not really in love with them. And I think the Mets are my off-the-board stack. Again, Pavetta's a guy I'm going to use tonight. I'm also going to pick on him because of the power potential there. So, uh, And Jack in the Bag, Dean, you're usually pretty good at this. I've actually got a high tier and a value Jack in the Bag today. Can you get either one of them? Oh boy. Uh, let's see. The spot here, my man. Yeah, I was not prepared for this. I just like to ask questions and not think, but okay. Yeah. Uh, is, is one of the guys a Philly? Yes. Segura? Nice. High tier Segura for value, Ernan Perez. Yeah, I would not have got Ernan Perez, uh, Perez but uh, yeah, the, 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 I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll cash out there at, at Segura. I like Segura as well. I'm, I'm going to have more Phillies than Vargas and Big T. I imagine it sounds like he's playing Vargas, and well, he's been crushing the plate, so he can be pointing. He can just point to the scoreboard because he's been doing really, really well in DFS of late. So good for him. Uh, let's yield to the chat. Let's knock out some questions they're compiling right now in our chat. Uh, you got Alonzo or Hopkins? Yeah, you know, uh, Pete Alonzo has got like what 27 home runs, Pepsi, and I don't have a lot of those. I'm going to be honest. I, I do not have a lot of those scores. I don't roster him a ton, and I probably should be. And once again tonight, he's kind of off the board to some degree. You know, what's your thoughts? I know you like Hoskins more, but maybe if we factor in ownership, uh, you know, what's your take? Yeah, Hoskins is still number one for me, but uh, but Alonzo, as I mentioned earlier, when we're talking about first base, he's my top uh, pivot off of him if you're looking to be a little contrarian, get off of Hoskins, looking for that big home run game still. It's Alonzo versus Pavetta. Again, he's going to have a lot of home runs. Can you handle a threesome, Pepsi? We got a threesome for you in chat. Cash. This is cash now. Uh, one pitcher, two sticks. Boyd, Cano, Suarez versus Corbin, Dietrich, and the aforementioned Hernan Perez. I'm going to go Boyd, Cano, and Suarez. Uh, for DK Cash, do you like Boyd and Gallon? I think you're okay with that, right? Absolutely. That's my first route for sure. I got to In Cash, I would probably lean Corbin, just be a little safer, but, I, but I'm fine with it. Uh, somebody's got a feeling about the Reds tonight, the Red Stack. Tell me why they don't win all the money. I, I like the Reds. And I, 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 yeah, I'm okay with them. I have no problem. Yeah, I'm okay with the Reds. I, I mean, they're on the road, which is nice. That gets you that fifth at bat if you're rolling. But, um, you know, the Angels' bullpen has been great. It's just not a great ballpark. And, and Berea is just one of those guys that finds a way to kind of get there. Never really gets blown up. I mean, I don't know. It's one of those nights where it's probably the right thing to do is go off the board. I'm, again, I'm not playing enough laps to probably do it. But, uh I'm perfectly fine with the Reds. I just wonder if they got enough power to make it work. Well, I mean, Berea is the, the you know the guy they have, especially for like guys like Lee or so, something like that. Serve it up. Uh, maybe, maybe the best way to stack the the Reds is to start go three through six. Then you're getting three righties with power and Suarez, as Senzel and, and Puig, and like guys it. like Winker and Votto are not necessary. Really, it's off there. So maybe three through six is the way to do that. Four or five bears on DK. I'm not sure if they're asking should it be four or five. We didn't mention one Mariner. I don't believe Hauser is going to draw the start. He's not fully stretched out. He's probably going to go around three innings or so, give or take. And we're in the street is it might be Freddie Peralta uh, as kind of a long man. And Freddie Peralta's got a high variance of outcomes for what it's worth. But like you look at that Seattle lineup, and outside of like you know Team Girth CEO Daniel Algobach, it's hard to get excited about anybody in the Mariners. It's just they're there. They're playing baseball. And I don't know Navarez. I guess I don't. I I can't. I'm not on the Mariners tonight. If they win tonight, you know, I'm opposing the laptop. But what's your take? I mean, they're on the road in a good ballpark, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I'm not on them at all either. I mean, it's, it's funny. Like, three weeks ago, they looked like a pretty solid lineup that you, you were afraid to, to face. And now with a couple of trades and some injuries, it just looks completely depleted. So, uh, 
that's not a scary lineup. They won't be on my list tonight. Yeah, so if you believe in hot streaks, or I guess somebody in the chat does, how do you feel about J.P. Crawford, who's been hot, speaking of the Mariners? Like, I mean, I just think there's so many better options at shortstop today. I mean, if you're, if you're looking to go at value, I mentioned you go Goodrum. If you didn't, if you wanted to go Crawford over Goodrum, I, I don't hate the idea of that. But, uh, you know, Seguera's not a guy I want to lead off my roster. So if you're only doing a couple lineups, I would suggest you stick with him. But, um, yeah, if you're looking for value, you want to go off the board a little bit, I don't hate the idea of that. Big T in the chat, boldly proclaiming, uh, he's, a, he's a Reds fan, but what's worth, that Joey Votto is going to bang one out. He said guaranteed. Well, I like Votto. I like Votto today. Again, I think he's a solid cast game play if you're looking to get off of Boston for some reason or if you can play him in another spot. I don't mind it, but uh, guaranteeing the home run, that's a bold call. That is a bold proclamation. Speaking of bold calls, why is Big T not calling us? Why is he not, why is he not calling in? I will, uh, I will go on a limb here too and say that Votto walks at least once tonight. <laughs> oh man he uh yeah he's he's hit two homers his last two games he's on a hot streak when it comes to home runs if that's something you believe in he's now at a, a grand total of eight on the season the man who plays half his home games in Cincinnati so so good for him I suppose but um yeah it's just it's it's I guess he's in the stack sure and again we talked about the, the splits of Maria but um I, I have a hard time getting excited about Votto outside of a stack but, uh, yeah, Big T, the, the, the phones are, well, we're going to step aside a minute or so. Crunch time is, is on layaway. Uh, they're asking where Wedge, Weather Edge uh, is today. I thought Weather Edge, I was looking at it earlier today. I don't think it's down. I'm not sure. If, have you taken a peek as far as Ross Weather Edge? I'm clicking on it right now. I did not peek earlier. I saw there wasn't much to look at. So let's just check it out right now. And it looks like it's fine. Um, and I don't think we have anything to worry about at all. We have uh, – yeah, there's nothing that's concerning whatsoever here. No real line issue. Oh, here we go. All right, this is how we're going to close the show, apparently. Big T, you're on speaker. Well, I don't have one of those fancy flip phones like you do. But my, my phone's got all sorts of contraptions, so, you know. I, I, well, I can't afford an so you're are you rostering? Are you going to go on record and uh, say you're rostering Jason Vargas tonight? No, I'm not rostering Vargas. Oh, well, I'm you're saying the Phillies stink, basically. Yeah, I mean, I'll have a little Vargas for sure. Wait, so you are rostering Chalk Vargas? Uh, that, that that is a big number, but uh, so it's five and a half straight up, basically. There's no juice. I'll I'll lock in the over for fun. Why not? And what about DJ LeMay here? Are we going to bet the under as far as his ice open rest of this? I don't know what he's saying. I don't know what he's saying. I'm saying he's playing above his head. He's not, what he's doing right now, he's not going to sustain for the rest of the season. I mean, he's sitting in the best lineup in baseball. Like, you need to, you need to check yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you understand what you're saying. It's, uh, you, you know what Woba is. You know what ISO is. You're aware of play IQ. You know how these things work. And, you know, you can fire up fan graphs if you want to. I just like guys that get 18 fantasy points every game. I, I like that. Okay, well, I'm going to say he's not going to get 18 points, fantasy points every game the rest of the way. He won't average that. We can do it that way, too, if you want. But he's playing above his head is the only point I'm making. He's going to be moving you off. Once we get this under five and a half, we got to go. So... We, uh, oh, D-Train, I'm not sure. D-Train, the people can hear you, by the way. Just so you know, I unplugged my mic, so taking them behind the scenes. Pepsi's uh, putting Z's in the chat, so he's falling asleep. Is there anything you want to say to Pepsi before, before you step aside and get out of here, Big T? Just how much smarter he is than you. I mean, he's <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, he was kissing up to you earlier, I suppose. It's reciprocated. Good, good for that. But uh, well, g- give me a final thought as far as this late, T. All right, fair enough. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if he hung up on me or I did not intentionally hang up on him. Pepsi, summarize the slate for me. I'm not sure if you're still here or not. Yeah, I'm still here. Uh, Pitching-wise, again, Corbin or Boyd at the top. Boyd gets the lean in GBPs for value. We're looking at Pavetta and Gallon. I think Gallon's a little safer. As far as the bats go, we like the Phillies as our top stack. And, uh, yeah, my home runs, Hoskins, Braun, and Castellanos as a nice pivot. All right, before Devin gets mad at me, I'm in the office. You can yell at me, like, face-to-face. 
We do have to step aside and get out of here and make way for crunch time. He's Pepsi. I'm Dean of Dirty Baseball tonight. Don't play Jason Vargas. We're out of your holler.